you're listening to Rob Reynolds on Tell Libraries Education Futures. Not for nothing, there's a growing number of financial analysts saying that 2020 is looking better and better for a good old-fashioned recession. Analysts at UBS say the risk of recession, or at least major contraction in the economy, has shot up to 73%. Last month, Business Insider asked dozens of Wall Street experts and analysts about the most important trends in the markets right now. The result was a series of 47 charts and trend overviews covering trends that range from manufacturing to stock market performance. One idea, addressed multiple times from varying perspectives, was the likelihood of a recession in 2020. The prognostications included statements such as, there's two-thirds probability of a recession this year. We have as much as 80% chance of a recession. The drops we're seeing in consumer confidence often forebode a recession. Stocks are saying, welcome to the recession. Of course, not everyone is predicting gloom and doom for the economy, and no one can say with certainty whether or not we'll see a recession in 2020. That said, there's enough noise out there that I think it's safe to talk about the possibility and what a 2020 recession might mean for higher education. Before jumping into the future, however, I think we'd be well served by looking back at the past, more specifically at the Great Recession of 2008 and 2009 and the impacts of that economic contraction on higher education. Before that recession, higher education was definitely a seller's market. There was an abundance of students who were willing to pay the full sticker price for a college education. With the economic downturn, however, the status quo changed dramatically. The job market contracted, and suddenly out-of-work adults began looking for opportunities to retool. In addition, financial disruptions like the failed housing market meant families had less disposable income available to pay for education. And finally, government allocations to colleges and universities also declined, resulting in greater pressure to recruit more students. The end result of these changes was a shift from a seller's market to a buyer's market. In this new competitive landscape, colleges and universities began discounting tuition heavily, both for in-state and out-of-state students. The last recession also precipitated a shift in majors. Students became increasingly concerned about studying subjects that would lead to meaningful employment. One consequence of this shift was a decline in humanities majors. As Jeff Salingo writes, a decade ago, nearly 8% of all undergraduates chose one of the big four humanities majors, English, history, philosophy, or a foreign language. Today, less than 5% do. The number of students majoring in history has dropped by 44% since 2008, while political science and sociology are down by more than 20%. Not surprisingly, intensified competition for student enrollments and a shift in study priorities opened the higher education market to new business models and competition. The best example of this can be seen in the rapid rise of for-profit colleges. In spite of higher tuition and lower graduation rates, many students were attracted to for-profit colleges during and after the last recession as an alternative to traditional universities. With an emphasis on easy enrollment, class flexibility, and job-focused degrees, for-profit colleges gained significant traction, reaching a peak enrollment representing 11% of the higher education market by 2010. In spite of the tuition discounts and the promise of jobs, one unfortunate outcome from the last recession was the continued rise in the U.S. student debt, which has more than doubled since then, 
now exceeding $1.5 trillion. So, in a sense, the last recession brought about some big changes in approaches to the market and marketing. On the other hand, the more things changed, the more they stayed the same. Tuition was discounted, but tuition prices continued to rise across the board. College did not become more affordable for students. The market emphasis on jobs and job training was absorbed into university programs in the form of high-profile degrees, such as data analytics, which can support higher price tags. While the for-profit college market has declined, it's been replaced by the mega-university, such as Arizona State, Southern New Hampshire, Grand Canyon, Liberty, and Western Governors. There's greater integrity and increased academic quality, but tuition remains too high for underserved markets. In short, higher education remains somewhat committed to maintaining its existing business models and approaches to education. But how might that change with the next recession? What possible developments might we see in higher education in the next economic downturn? Not surprisingly, we'll likely see a return of some familiar themes. First, affordability will be a big issue. Our current solutions for addressing the rising cost of higher education, federal grants and state-subsidized tuition programs, will be curtailed dramatically or eliminated altogether. Prospective students, already saddled with burdensome debt and unsure about an upturn in the job market, will be less inclined to incur unreasonable student debt than were earlier generations. As is often the case, underserved populations will suffer disproportionately due to a lack of education and opportunity. These pressures should give rise to new models for affordability, models that promote sustainable affordability, the elimination of student debt, and equitable access for everyone. The next recession will also refocus higher education on jobs and study programs that lead to successful employment and careers. We'll again see increasing numbers of unemployed adults enter the college education market, but traditional students will also shift their interests to majors and degrees that guarantee jobs. Vocational educational programs will proliferate at traditional institutions, and general education will likely be reshaped to address the skills needed for professional success. Finally, we'll definitely see a good number of new and disruptive business models in higher education during the next recession. The number of mega-universities will increase as scale becomes a critical ingredient for affordable and efficient solutions. At the other end of the spectrum, the next recession will almost certainly result in significant consolidation in the market, with large numbers of closures and acquisitions. I also believe the next recession will tip the scales toward the emergence of sizable, company-guided education programs that run in partnership with higher education, such as the ones by Starbucks, Walmart, and Papa John's, or in parallel to higher education. With intense pressure on upskilling and retooling workers, companies will be much less patient with traditional education as a mechanism for addressing their labor shortage issues. Of course, as I said before, no one can say with certainty whether or not we'll see a recession in 2020. That said, I think there are plenty of indicators from the last recession that let us know what to expect when the next economic downturn does happen. 